0: You are listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps Retired, Standing Guard on the Wall of Freedom. Say you're a normal person who wants to become a leftist. Great! Sounds like a good step of personal
1: development to me. But you might run into problems trying to learn how to
0: think like a leftist. Because with leftist logic that lacks any rooting in rational thought, integrity, or self-awareness, you can be left confused and unable to grasp their unique thinking methods. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. Been a while since I've done a podcast. Yes, understand that. I am deep, tremendously deep in trying to save our country through what? Convention of States. If you haven't been to conventionofstates.com, you need to go there so you can see how The people of America can actually save America. What we're going to discuss and talk about tonight is thinking like a leftist. Okay, so what in God's name is a leftist? It's the opposite of a conservative. It's a opposite, in my mind, of a human being that wants to be free. To determine their life and how they live, and their family and how they live. Less government. Massively less government, like they had in the seventeen and 1800s, In America, where people had the ability to buy land and prosper without the government encroaching taxes, regulation, whatever it is. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. If you don't understand how these people think, how in the world are you going to have a conversation with them? It's impossible unless you know what is going through their minds and why they feel the way they do. So we're going to start off with this, a psychological composition of the left. This is from Dr. Michael J. Hurd. And this is from his website, drhurd.com. He is a doctor of philosophy, which, by the way, I took in college as a course so I can understand philosophy, and I loved it. It was a great course. It taught me about how people think and how the reactions of their thought processes affects the world, and that's really what philosophy is. So what is it really? Philosophy is a way of thinking about certain subjects such as ethics, thought, existence, time, and meaning and value. That's what philosophy is. Well, that's what it was when I went to college. That way of thinking involves four R's. Responsiveness, reflection, reason, and reevaluation. So, philosophy is how a person develops a thought process and eventually how they act on it. The aim is to deepen understanding. The hope is that by doing philosophy, we learn to think better, to act more wisely, and thereby help to improve the quality of our lives. That is virtually gone in the Western society because of the tyranny and the education system absolutely deteriorating the minds of people to think think rationally, on their own, to make a determination on their own. Okay, so what does the left really think about? So Dr. Hurd puts together multiple issues. I'm going to talk about six of them that you can identify how these leftists, how these people that are being controlled by the globe, the globalists, the people in charge of these countries, and the education system, how they are being fed propaganda. And if look, if you, if you think I'm wrong... Fine, go to my website, fill out the contact form, and you and I will touch. But I guarantee you, I'm right. Seen it, been there because I have two children. One of them went to college at Virginia Tech and eventually got out of how the leftists think. But my daughter has not. So I know exactly how she thinks. And this is how the leftist thinks. Number one, earn unearned guilt. Unearned guilt is a feeling of responsibility for something that's not your fault. Healthy people see the unearned guilt because or they become overly humble and self-efficating. Let this do neither. They become angry and hostile. So when a conservative or a person, a real person, understands guilt, they apologize for it. But what the leftist does is, you cannot blame this on me, even though you have a responsibility of the guilt in your life because you did not do right. Number two, a need for the approval of others. (laughs) That's a biggie. See, they have to be in the limelight. Because the more of the limelight and their friends and their family see of how important they are, the more they become an individual dependent on somebody telling them how good they are. Leftist is socialism, socialism, socialism is all about the group. So if they're part of a group and the group is recognized even though they didn't do anything towards the advancement of the group, they feel that they're being recognized. The self-esteem of a leftist depends heavily not on achievement or knowledge but on the approval of the group. The group consist of other self righteous hostile people like themselves so if the group says burning down a building going out and being part of a tifa and destroying this country then they're okay with it it's sheep they're following the evil Of self approval. Number three, a lack of meaning and purpose. These people have absolutely no purpose in their lives. Why? Because they have been given, because of the advancements in capitalism in this country, the ability to go out there and protest, even though. They have never had to fight for their life or had a job to support themselves because millions, listen to what I'm saying, millions of Americans are now living off our grandfathers' and our fathers' fortunes. They did not earn this. So, socialism and social justice warriorism are a fault attempt to gain a sense of purpose. Leftists can be bright, intelligent, and even accomplished people, but because they don't have to work for those things, they have no idea how to be accomplished, bright, and intelligent people. They have no comparative value in their life. So they're looking for a sense of purpose. Number four, a sick glorification of the use of force. This is dangerous. Most leftists are not forceful people. Most of them probably don't even own guns or a mean of physical harm to someone. Okay, so maybe that's a good thing. However, you got to think about this. Some, like ATIFA members, do, but many do not. Yet everything about the leftists requires force. And they're going to use whatever it is to enact their force, their anger, their fear, whatever it is, against everybody else. Because, go back to number three, they have no purpose. And if Antifa and the left gives them a purpose to destroy something, then all of a sudden... I. Of the blue, the force that they're using is glorified. And now they have a purpose. And now they have self esteem. See how this works? Number five, a frightening lack of boundaries. Let this think they're sophisticated and civilized, they hate you, they hate anybody. Absolutely any human being that doesn't think like them. But they're actually less civilized than others because they're sheep. Remember, go back to the intelligence, the accomplishment, working hard. You saw how one of their favorite politicians, Maxine Waters, came out and openly told Democrats to shun and intimidate or even outright terrorize people who voted for Trump. In the past, this never happened. But you have politicians and leftists that will follow any command that these Democrats present to them, going back to where I'm talking about, glorification of themselves and approval of others. If I'm part of this, then the others are going to approve of me, even though, listen to what I'm telling even, even though they may not even agree with it, but they're going to do it because the glorification and the people around them are going to lift them up. And a lot of them do not agree with it. Why? Because what they're doing is not in the human DNA. It's not part of society as a human. It's part of the society of tyranny and absolute destruction of society. So it's it's backfiring. Last but not least, and you heard this before, a malevolent universe premise. The alt trust ethics is based on a malevolent universe, metaphysics on the theory that man, by his very nature, is helpless and doomed. That success, happiness, and achievement are impossible to them. That emergencies, disasters, catastrophes are the norm of life, and that they have a primary goal to combat them. You see, they want utopia, which will never, ever happen. It's never happened in the fallen world as we knew it. The only time on this planet it was ever completely peaceful was during the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve walked with God. And when they disobeyed God then the world is now doing exactly what they're talking they're trying to produce what god has already produced but what they're failing at is they're thinking it's going to happen because of what they can do and not what god can and will do. Take a break. you got to listen to this podcast. Got a short three-minute or so from Dennis Prager. Prager. And you're going to understand how a individual went from conservative values, went through college, became a liberal, and then all of a sudden she wakes up and says, this is wrong, and came back to understand what freedom and her ability is based upon America and not a communist country.
1: Gina Florio wrote it. I'm someone who has been on both sides, who grew up fairly conservative in a Christian home, college and graduate school were simply the machines that turned me into a leftist. I've been in the heart of academia at Harvard University, and I spent years of my life surrounded by leftists, whether it was in higher education or the newsroom of the media company where I worked. A few years ago, I had my red pill moment. I dove down the rabbit hole and completely re-educated myself on what's actually going on in the world. Today I work in the conservative political space, and now I'm surrounded by people who have the same viewpoints as I do. Something I personally noticed after being on both sides is that liberal feminist women tend to be much unhappier and angrier than the average woman. They talk a lot about their health problems. On the other side of the coin, I've noticed that conservative women are generally happy, content ladies, who are genu- genuinely grateful for their life. A research paper last year found evidence that conservative-leaning folks have overall better health than their liberal counterparts. The researchers concluded that this was largely due to the fact that conservatives place a greater value, this is interesting, on personal responsibility than liberals do. Well, of course we do why we want the government the hell out of our lives. The bigger the government, the smaller the citizen, as I said many years ago. It's now a bumper sticker. You have to take care of yourself, you have to take care of your family, you have to take care of your community. The left believes the government takes care of you, takes care of your family, and takes care of your community. You can't get more opposite views of life than that. It is interesting that the people in the personal responsibility arena, I never thought of this. It will have health consequences. Conservatives place a greater value on personal responsibility than liberals do. I just said that, so I'm just reading the lines that I highlight. Personal responsibility, hard work, and rewarding merit are driving principles in conservatism. Extreme liberals, quote-unquote, suffered from a 150% increased rate of mental illness compared to moderates.
0: Every time I do the research on the internet about conservatives and liberals and freedom and the ability to determine your lives, it just, it's its like a broken record that just continues over and over and over again conservatives understand that your life is important and your production and your ability to produce and become a great citizen in a country is important matter of fact it's the number one thing but see liberals and especially the leftists want the government to provide everything for them and even though they do that they are still not happy they will never be happy because God has produced us to appreciate what we do in life and how we earn our lives and become individuals in a society. The society cannot be controlled by a government and people to be happy. There is over a billion people in China. And unless you're part of the Communist Party in China, then you're not happy. And you'll never be happy. Matter of fact, those people that are actually part of the Communist Party in China are not happy. They're getting by is the best way to explain this. They're just doing what the government tells them. And they have no freedom. They have no ability to live a good life and appreciate what they have done in this world. Why? Because the government has suppressed them so hard that they have no ability to become better citizens in a society. So what does the American left really want? What does these people feel that is going to make them happy? And this is what is happening every day in this country by a very small minority. But those minority people are the highlight of the administration and the mass media propaganda exactly how it has happened in China, Soviet Union, Venezuela, all of these communist countries, Cuba. So this is from the Daily Caller, and this is back in 2017. Like I said before, we've been warned over and over again about what's going on, but we fail to pay attention to it as a nation. And this is from Ed Brodo, September 1st of 2017. The Antifa protesters, dressed in black, supporting helmets, welding weapons, and shields, are not seeking an ideological objective. When reporters ask them what they are protesting, they stutter and mumble and then cough up the party line. We're against racists. We're against the Nazis, the white supremacists, and all the hate speech. When asked to define any of these terms, they are at a complete loss of words because they're being driven by a, an administration that is communist. They're just accepting that the elitist in the government knows what's good for them. They have no more morals, no more ability to think for themselves. And this is what we're talking about. They don't even know why they're protesting. They're just there because somebody told them to be there. You see, it doesn't matter. Their aim is not ideological. It's harmonial. It's in their DNA taught by the education system. The ranks of Atifa are swelled by young people who haven't found a sociological acceptance way to channel their excessive youthful energy back in the day we we used to join the the boy scouts the girl scouts whatever organization we came together and as young people that's where the energy was we actually produced something we competed against each other when we were teenagers football baseball soccer, whatever it is. But the majority of these people don't have that. They don't engage in these abilities to take that energy and focus it on themselves to improve themselves by doing what? Producing. So, from a college perspective, from an education perspective, the left-leaning professors are indoctrinating the kids and turning them loose on the rest of us. As demonstrated by the Women's March, the left is adept at deceiving large numbers of otherwise reasonable people and convincing them to support their agenda. See, they are eliminating people's lives to be able to produce and be gratified by their actions, by what they do, and go back to the days not too long ago, where all you have to do is participate in something and all of a sudden you got an award. When I was in high school and junior high and elementary, only those people that excelled were awarded. It was an example of how you need to progress. You need to step up. To get an award, if everybody on the football team gets the same award, what difference does it make to the individual that give the less, the less effort to support that event? All of a sudden, they're being congratulated because of what? Because they did nothing. And this is what we're dealing with, with these youthful people. These people that are graduating college in today's world. And they're instead of reaching out in their heart and working hard, what they're doing is relying upon the society, what they're trying to create, and the government to appreciate what they have not done. It's really that simple. Share the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I apologize for not uh, getting on the air over the last week. Been very busy with the conventionofstates.com. Please go check it out. This is The Gunny out. and let's all ring the Liberty Bell. Let's make a fort and a Chevy that'll still last ten years like they should. Cause the best of the free life is still yet to come. The good times ain't over for good.